Hey, my name is Kristen, and I want to personally welcome you in. I'm a small town mama and former elementary school teacher who spent $250 to start a network marketing business I knew nothing about. I had no followers, zero experience in marketing, and knew very little about social media. But I was able to educate myself on all the ins and outs of owning a business and now run an annual six-figure online business and partner with my husband in helping him run a local service-based business all from home. Because you're listening, it's likely that you're either considering getting started as an entrepreneur or you want to grow. Let's do this together. I'll use my experience as an educator to break it all down for you, social media marketing, business strategy, and networking. My goal is to help you find a sense of balance and fulfillment so you can inspire others to do the same using your unique gifts. So get comfy and cozy, grab a pen and paper and your drink of choice, and let's get to it. Um, tonight, I want to talk about um, really honing in on your brand, specifically looking at um, copy. Um, and I actually have a file that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. You guys know that I like to provide as many resources as I can. Um, and if that's ever overwhelming to you, please tell me so that I won't. Um, but I just want to make sure you have all the tools um, that you need. If I come across something that I think is helpful, I usually try to share it. Um, and so, of course, as always, I'll have some some things to share with you after today. Um, either I'll share it in the chat and then most likely I'll also share it in our group with this um, with this training. Um, but, you know, kind of going off of uh, the survey that we took together couple weeks ago about um, some of the things that you wanted to really focus on um, in terms of these trainings. Um, uh, last week, we really talked about, um, you know, the shifts in social media. I don't know if you've sort of, uh, or how many of you, well, let's go back to this. How many of you all went and used that uh, Google sheet, the, the spreadsheet that I shared that had like the pain points of your audience? Like what are the things that my ideal client is annoyed with? What are my things that frustrate them? What are the things that make them excited? Things that they feel like are a scam. Did you guys do that exercise? Um, I feel like that's super getting to shake in her head. Okay. Like, I think that if you do that exercise, it's going to be impactful for you in terms of storytelling and really thinking about how you can write effective copy. Um, I am taking like this sort of, I wouldn't, I mean, they're calling it a masterclass, but I don't know if it's actually a masterclass or not. Um, it's this free thing that I signed up for. Um, and it's basically like just a video series. And um, I've been listening to it while I've been working. And um, the focus of that is on creating effective copy. Um, and you, one of the things that they keep saying in there is that you have to really know your audience backwards and forwards and really get good at telling stories. Um, one of the things that people are struggling with right now is they're over, now that we've discovered chat GPT and all of these AI things, they're great. They're amazing. They're super helpful, but a lot of people are becoming very overly reliant and you're sounding sort of robotic. And, um, now that a lot of people are doing that, like people are even catching on to it. Like people are starting to sense that this is not you who's talking and we really in order to build a um a better uh relationship or like better connection with our people we really have to get better at storytelling we got to get really good at copywriting um we got to get really good at um 
for lack of a better word, just storytelling. We've got it. We got to be able to write good copy that people are going to be attracted to. That's going to speak to them. Um, and so I was sitting down and I was thinking um, over the last couple of days and um, just jotting down today, what I wanted to share with you guys today in terms of like what that should look like. Um, and I'm hopefully going to help you out tonight whenever I share some of this stuff with you. And by no means am I, do I feel like I'm an expert. I feel like I'm learning this right alongside you. I'm literally just sharing what I'm learning um, with you especially on this particular um this particular topic so norma um if you'll message remind me send me a text and i'll send it to you again um that way if you, i always like go in my google drive and like search it if i can't find or tap your recents and sometimes you can find it there but i can totally share the link again and it's also on the training from last week um the links there too so um it's in a couple of different places um but I want to I want to talk about um, so we're kind of weaving in branding um, in in relationship with this because your brand is so overly reliant. And then, of course, um, what I really want to do towards the end after I'm finished talking um, and sharing some of the points that I have with you is I want us to look at some specific examples um, and I really kind of like I was sitting down when I was writing up my notes for today and I was trying to like find a specific person to go with each specific point. And I was like, why am I doing that? Like, that's not a good way to do it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through all of it and then we're gonna go and take one person at a time, depending on how much time we have left at the end and really kind of look at how that person kind of exhibit some of the things that I talk about. So we're going to look at their examples. Some of them um, have very similar niche to us. Um, some of us may have some similarities. You might even follow some of these people. I don't know. Um, they are none improve it. They're all different other people. Some of them are just influencers. Some of them are maybe in another network marketing. I don't know. I just grabbed a few that I saw are doing a really, really great job at writing effective copy and really honing in on um, their brand. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so one of the first things that I want to talk about is why your words matter so much. Okay. Um, you know, we've said so many times that you have to know who your audience is. You have to know who it is that you're talking to, which is why um, I think that it's so important for you to go back and fill out that, you know, what are those pain points of your audience? What are the things that get on their nerves? What are the things that get them excited? When you can get down to the nitty gritty and get really specific, you're going to start to see that your words matter. Okay. Um, like I want to know, drop in the chat if you have like a pet peeve. Do any of you guys like have something that drives you absolutely bananas? Anyone? Um, I don't like people that smack. Like when you smack your food, it drives me crazy. Okay. Um, something else that I don't like, um, well, it's not really a pet peeve of mine, but I've seen other people get really, really like antsy about it is like clicking your pen, you know, like click, 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 click over and over and over again. My cousin, I remember growing up, one of her pet peeves was she hated to, um, you know, how girls, women will cross their legs and then sometimes they'll shake their foot. She hates that. Like it drives, and I'm like, what? Is, they're not doing anything. It drives her crazy. So loud chewing. Um, yeah, there's, there's, so all of us have pet peeves. Okay. Um, and one of the things that I want you to think about whenever it comes to your pet peeve, like if someone starts to talk about it, it's almost as if like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. You really could like elaborate on all the reasons why it drives you crazy, right? Like why does loud chewing get on your nerves? Why does smacking get on your nerves? Why does it bother you whenever uh, someone, um, let's see, men that I don't have time to talk to. <laughs> Norma, that was funny. Like if you really, if you know, and I use that as a silly example, but it's almost to that point where you have to know 
how or what words that are really going to resonate with your audience. So I'm thinking about, you know, Liz, a huge part of her brand is working with toddler moms. I want you to really think about Liz, like what are the things that toddler moms like are struggling with right now? What are some of the things that like that they dream of would be like their best day ever? Um, you know, what are, what are the words that they need to hear or that you need to say over and over again in order for you to create that connection with those other toddler moms? Okay. Your words really do matter. And that's, what's going to set the tone for creating a connection, um, with your, with your audience. And so then that brings me to my next point where, you know, if you know your audience and you know, the things that excite them and you know, the things that, um, get on their nerves or things that they are hoping and dreaming for, um, maybe their gifts, maybe their weaknesses, you know, when you know those things, then you can tell a story, right? Um, now, I don't want for you, because most of the time what will happen is in these cases, we will sit here and we'll rack our brain and think to ourselves, like, I don't really know, um, I don't really know what to say. Like, I don't know how to tell a story. You're living a story every single day. Some of you have gone through some experiences. I want you to think about, you know, what brought you to prove it? What brought you to start deciding to share your health journey with the rest of the world? There was something that grabbed your focus. There was something that grabbed your attention. What is that thing? For some of you, it was, I needed extra money, right? For some of you, it was, oh my gosh, this product actually works. Holy moly. Like some other people need to know about this. Like what, <laughs> you know, for some of you, it was, um, I think it might be fun, you know, whatever that thing is. And for you, it could be even multiple things. Those are the things that you really should be talking about more and really thinking about how you can appeal to the emotion of that um, within your own audience because the likelihood of them feeling the same way um, is very much. Let me give you a really specific example that really is sort of niche related, but this is where I'm kind of like, I'm going to go off a little bit um, because I think sometimes we hone in so much on our niche that like we forget that we're a human and that like you can tell, you can just be relatable for a second. Um, I don't know if you guys watch my stories or not, but on um, Saturday, uh, I have, I've designated Saturdays to, I have to do like one like thing at my house that like I normally don't do. Okay. Like, like a normal, like, you know, have you washed dishes every day? Like not something like that. Like I, I'm looking for like something that I is out of the norm that needs to be done around the house. One thing. And, um, this past weekend, one of those things was I needed to clean the inside of my refrigerator. I literally took everything out, like what took all the shelving out, washed all the shelving, like threw away expired stuff, like went through and go, are we using? No, we're not using this. Throw this away, like cleaning down everything in there. And some of you are shaking your head because more than likely you probably need to do the same thing. Right. Okay. And I was, I thought to myself, like, okay, I just posted it in my stories. And, um, I like, it was just a simple, like me wiping down the inside of my refrigerator. And I was like, does anyone else have like, you think your refrigerator's clean until you start cleaning it and you're like, OMG, like there's this much junk and oh, I can't believe that I let my food live in here with this, right? The amount of people that responded to me, and I honestly don't even think that I put like an engagement sticker on it. I just put text on the screen and the number of people that responded was like, oh my gosh, me too. They were like completely like, yeah, like every time I pull out that bottom drawer, I'm like, ew, what in the world? How did this get down here? Like people were saying those things. That's being relatable. Is it 
quote unquote related to your health and wellness journey? No, but you are your niche. Okay. So don't get so hyper-focused on like being so brand specific that like, oh, it's gotta be, you know, if it's not tips, um, tips for menopause, then it's not going to be, um, a part of my brand. You are very multifaceted. Okay. There's a lot of moving parts to your life. And I've said this so many times before, you've got to be, um, you gotta, you gotta build an awareness around what's going on in your life that you could share. That's going to be relatable. I think whenever I give you a few other examples in a few moments, you'll be able to see the connection there. But remember that you are living a narrative, right? Like we've heard the quote or the story or the cliche or whatever you want to call it, where people say you literally have a pen in your hand and you're writing the, the book of your, the story of your own life, right? You have choices to make. Well, every single day we're living that. Okay. Um, and so I want you to think about that. So even whenever it comes down to um, maybe something that you're personally struggling with, I think a lot of times about um, how I've, you know, loud, um, something that I've read in scripture, maybe it's like a Bible verse or something that's spoken to me and it's really, really helped me out. Sometimes it's me using that on social media. I know that we know Dina, she shares a lot of her faith, um, on her page, right. But like, if you can get down to like, even sharing the personal, the connection behind, you know, why we're sharing, um, that, right. Like that's going to build, um, that's going to build your story. Um, you know, whenever you're telling your, um, your transformation story. I know today was Transformation Tuesday. Um, are you basically just telling, um, are you are you just telling like what the product does? Are you just telling about, you know, what the product did for you? Or are you being more specific and in getting into the um, the real reason why you drink them every single day, even today, um, four years later, right? Um, you know, whenever I think about telling a story, it's okay, what, why did I choose today to drink them? Because if I don't drink them, then I'm not going to be productive or my mood's going to be grumpy or whatever, right? Like you, you have got to, um, you've got to share the part of the product that is going to speak into whatever it is that person, um, might need. Now, um, I've, I know you guys have heard this before, but I'm gonna say it again. Um, facts tell stories sell, right? Facts tell story sell. So we definitely don't want to talk about like the business opportunity and go, oh my gosh, I love it because it's going to give you a couple hundred extra dollars a month. Why do those couple hundred extra dollars a month make a difference? Um, I don't know if you guys have made a couple hundred extra dollars here, but I need you to think about what that could do for someone that you're trying to serve. What is that going to do for the people that you're speaking to every single day? Okay. So for some of you, whenever you're talking to maybe um, a woman in her forties and maybe she's looking for a side hustle, why does she want that side hustle? Is it because she needs the money so that she can splurge on something extra for herself? Maybe she doesn't take herself out shopping or she hasn't been taking, hasn't been taking herself out shopping because most of the income that she makes either is being spent on her kids or on bills, Right. You know, maybe for her, she is trying to save up for that vacation, right? Maybe, um, maybe it's not even about the money. Maybe it's, they're just looking for something fun to do. Maybe they're stuck in a rut and they're bored. They're, they're, you know, just getting up every single day, repeating the same old behaviors, feeling bored out of their mind. How can you share the business opportunity in a way that's going to speak to them? Remember, you're telling a story, right? Um, now, um, let's see. Um, 
when was the last time, well, when was the last time that you've thought about, um, well, here, how about this? Why don't you drop in the chat? Cause I don't want to ask uh, it, what drop in the chat. If you could sum up your brand using three words, what would you say? I want you to share that in the chat right now. If you could sum up your brand, three words. Super simple, super concise, and straight to the point. If you're not sure what your brand is in three words, then it's likely that that's probably where we want to start, right? We want to make sure that we're emulating um, that part the most. If we don't know what those things are, then we we certainly don't know what to focus on, right? Um, now, whenever I show you some examples in just a few minutes um, on these other social media accounts that, um, that I think are doing a great job of writing great copy and um, sharing their story, one of the things that you'll see is that their brand messaging is very, very consistent. Okay, it's not all over the place. Um, of course, some of them are like sharing, like, of course, real life and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, it's very, very consistent um, in the way that they present, um, in the way that they create, like so the way that they video, the way that they take pictures. Um, it looks very, very consistent across the board. Um, but even like the statements that they say, the things that they're talking to their people about, the way that they serve is going to be very, very consistent. So it's super important. So Norma says God, food, and family. Venus, faith, and food. Liz, toddler, Christian mom. Joanna, empty nester, love, and faith. Okay, I love that empty nester thing. That's awesome. Whenever you um you can focus on that specific person that you want to serve, I think that that's going to open up um, a good opportunity. So having like that that person, like who is your audience, um, should definitely be a part of whenever you think of what is my brand, you should know who it is that you're talking to. So um, thinking specifically like um like um there's a there's a girl that I follow. I think I might be showing her your account. I'm not sure, but I mean I might be showing you her account. Um, she does, um, like vegan food. Um, and the reason why I say that it should be so consistent is because like this. So today, um, there was this guy, y'all know that I, I started working a few months ago. Um, so I'm just getting to know everybody. And there was, I got a friend request over the weekend, um, from one of our sales people. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I accepted it and didn't think anything about it or whatever. Um, and y'all are probably like me. If it's somebody like that you know personally, you're not going to script them right off the bat. I didn't do that with them. I just accepted the friend request. And then I was like, oh, I'll just talk to them later or whatever. So they came into the office today and they were like, oh my gosh, I found your Facebook page. And they obviously did not realize that a part of my brand was like helping people with wellness and stuff. And um, he was like, my wife is a vegan and like, she um, is, she's like on a health journey. She's like, want to drop some weight and blah, blah, blah. And he was telling me all these things and he was starting to ask questions. Well, I'm not vegan, right? Are you, I mean, are y'all vegan? <laughs> I'm not vegan. I am not vegan at all. Okay. Give me a piece of steak. I'm happy. All right. Um, but he was like, so like, do you have any of that sort of stuff? The thing about it is whenever, and the reason I bring this up is that whenever, someone is asking questions about something like immediately I went, Ooh, I'm not vegan, but I know someone who is like, I, yeah, give me bacon. Um, I know someone who is, I know who can help. 
I'll hook you up. Like, I'll just, I'll get you their information, whatever. I'll send some stuff over to you. Um, and there was this specific Instagram account that I follow just because I get inspiration from their account um, is it, immediately they came into my mind. I was like, I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan, but they are. And so whenever that recommendation came, listen, I don't need, the only reason why I follow this person is not necessarily for their recipes because I could care less. It's for inspiration for their content, right? Because it's very similar to the niche that we follow. And so, but however, this other person that I know needs that resource, right? They're a very specific audience that this person needs. And what I did was go, hey, I already, like, I have such a connection and understand what the brand messaging is for this person. I'm going to refer them to them. Does that make sense? And you want to be that for someone else. You want to be like whenever someone else, because we all know that you're not going to sell to everyone, right? We're not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. Okay. You be very consistent. All right. You're not selling to the masses. You're not serving everybody. But if you're so specific in your brand messaging and when you write your copy, what will happen is whenever people are, when people are like talking and they're like, oh my gosh, I blah, blah, blah. I'm going through menopause and I need this. Oh, you know what? I got, I know somebody who can help you out. And they will, they will turn that person around and they will, they will position them um, to where that they can get their, their information from you. Um, you know, I think I said this last week, but how many of you have um, people that share your content? Like when you go live, maybe you share a reel, they share it to their page. Do you ever like pay attention to what they write whenever they share your page? Some people just hit the share button and that's it. But I don't know if you've ever had anyone who will, um, who will write like, like I've seen comments on mine like, oh my gosh, you should check out this girl. Her recipes are so easy, you know? Or like they'll say something like, um, oh, I love her content. She's so down to earth. Do you know? Do you see what I'm saying? Like you probably have had people do similar things, right? Where they'll share out your content and then they'll they'll make a message. Um, one good thing that you can do about this, and I, know, I remember I got this exercise from Jesse Lee and I do it every so often. If you're ever struggling to find out what people like know or think about you. Um, there's this like three, th three finger post that we do sometimes where you hold up three fingers of your, like you'll, you'll pose three fingers and you're like, um, what's the three words that come to mind whenever you think of me or whenever you come to my page, what are the three things that you come for? Um, you can always do that. And your audience will tell you, like, I follow you because you make really good food or, oh, I follow you because, um, your inspiration, it just helps me on the hard days. When people ask you or they respond to or engage with your content, you need to pay attention, okay? So that's why I was very specific. Joanna, whenever you shared earlier today and you were like, oh my gosh, I'm getting this Rising Creator Award, you want to take notice to like what is getting you that, right? Because when we can focus on what is getting you the traction, what's building your engagement. I mean, I've said it so many times. Normal when she shares stuff, I'm like, all right, go to your go to your insights. Tell me what your reel is. This is the high, highest performing. Because what you'll see is that whenever, whenever you do content like that, if you continue to do content like that, it's going to continue to build more engagement. Because that's obviously, there's no way to trick the algorithm into making people like you right? Like you just have to give people what they want, right? Um, and so there might be a part of your brand that you're really, really passionate about and um, it's not really getting any engagement. Now, I'm not saying you have to completely abandon it, but you also have to kind of take a look at it and go, what is my messaging here? 
am I just throwing out information or am I speaking to their heart? Am I telling a story or am I just stating facts? Like, am I, you know, and this is another silly example talking about like going live and stuff or your reels. Can you see what you're doing? Can your, is it, is your presentation off a little bit? Could you maybe get better in that area a little bit um, that could cause people to get interested a little bit more, right? Um, now I, I was, I was listening to someone else, um, the other day, um, on Instagram, she's another social media expert. She was talking about, um, how, when she was scroll, she was noticing these accounts that were getting really great traction. And, um, in fact, I think I might just pull it up cause I feel like her, she's going to explain it way better than I will. And, um, and I, I, I definitely think that it's, um, it's going to be valuable. So hold on and I'll see if I can find her post real quick. Um, oh yeah eats good grew her following from 100,000 to 1 million in just seven months. I started following Jen two months ago and I've been so intrigued by her growth. I decided to dive into her account, analyze things, find what's working, pull out the lessons, and I found so many golden nuggets. So let's dive in. Number one, there's power and repetition. When you find something that works, repeat it. Jen has found several topics that her audience loves and she frequently delivers content around these topics. The first example being her Sunday meal prep content. And the second example is this content around creating low cost, healthy meals. Not only does this content perform well, but it's also helped make her a major comfort creator. Viewers know what to expect and they keep coming back for more and Jen continues to deliver. Number two, create a series out of what's working. You can see at least four times on her feed where she has recreated the same series because it simply works. Here, here, down here, and here. When she creates in a series and people see part one and part two, they're gonna go back and watch any parts that they missed, which increases views. And that leads me also to number three, which is creating a bingeable Reels tab. If you scroll down on Jen's Reels tab, you'll see that a lot of her real cover photos don't have text. She recently started adding that, which makes her content easier to binge, which increases views. Number four, catchy video editing. There is something so soothing about watching her videos. Her editing is a chef's kiss. It is not too overwhelming, but is cut up just enough that it captures my attention, draws me in, keeps me watching, but it also doesn't scream, hi, look at me. But that's not all for lessons. Comment three and I'll DM you three. All right, so that, did you guys kind of get the gist of it? So it was basically saying like, um, she noticed that there was repetition in her content. Um, again, if you see something that works well, keep doing that. Now, that's not to say that you have to do like the same recipe over and over and over again, but maybe duplicate the strategy that you used before. So, um, you know, in her case, it was like quick, healthy meals um, it, that were inexpensive. Like that was something that was performing well for her. Um, and then I love the, when she was talking about even the editing part, like she noticed that um, she cut out like any white noise, like she cut out any like, like it was very just quick and direct and to the point, very like, you know, easy to watch um, and follow along. Um, I'll share the link to that reel in case you want to go back and rewatch it. I know sometimes she go that was a little fast um, and you maybe want to take some notes on that. Um, now, uh, something else that I want to talk about real quick um, in terms of your, uh, your copy, this goes back to like the chat GPT thing. Okay. Um, now, we all know who we're talking to. You guys just shared it in the chat. You all know who your audience is. Most of you are very aware by now, if um, not, you're kind of working towards it of their pain points and their the things that excite them, okay? That's step number one. The second thing that you have to do is we, of course, have to create content that's gonna speak to them, but I want for you, um, how many of you are using ChatGPT? Okay, probably all of you. All right. Whenever you're creating that content, um, like, um, I can't think of a specific example right now. 
Um, let's see. High protein, um, high protein. Okay. Like we're focusing on protein or whatever, because we're fasting. Um, and you go to a chat GBT and you're like, um, write a social media post, um, that's going to give me, um, five examples of high protein snacks. Okay. That's easy peasy, something that we do, right? We go to chat GPT, we ask it a question, it spits out the answer. Okay. What it's going to give you is it, is it probably going to be right? Yes. Most of the time, sometimes they're not. So you have to kind of fact check yourself. Um, if you ever go and look like ask for statistics and stuff, um, sometimes side note, chat GPT will make things up. So make sure you fact check yourself if you ever do that. Um, uh, I was hearing this from somebody before they were like, um, it was somebody with uh, MailChimp. I was like um, attending like one of their uh, webinar things or whatever. And he was saying that um, he went to chat GP, chat GPT and was like, I want you to write an article about this or whatever. Come to find out the book that the chat GPT spit out was completely made up. <laughs> Everything in there was like really like legit. It sounded so good, but it was completely made up. So make sure you always like if you have facts and stuff, uh, you definitely check it. Um, but going back to what I was saying is, so you ask this, it spits out this answer. And most of the time um, you can copy and paste it, right? Um, and uh, you can use that as your as your content, right? Maybe you create a reel, you might do it in a post, a graphic, whatever, okay? Here's the thing. Does your audience understand the language that you are using in your posting? Now, um. Uh, Whenever I think about high protein, yes, like we all understand kind of the idea behind it because we've been educated a little bit on the, um, on why protein in our diets is so good. Right. But if you're speaking to a toddler mom, I don't know that maybe she is looking for high protein, right? Think about why she wants the high protein. Okay. Maybe for her, like she's squeezing in a meal and she wants to make sure she's going to stay full long enough to last her to the next meal so she doesn't snack all day, right? Do you see how like we switch the language? So it does, it's not necessarily about the high protein. It's more about what is the need of my audience, right? Okay. Um, here's another example. Maybe um, you are, I don't know why, like toddler moms and menopause are on my mind tonight. <laughs> Normally every training, it's always like a certain topic. And for some reason tonight, it's those two. Um, maybe we're talking about menopause. Okay. Maybe like you go to chat GPT and you're like, I want to do an educating reel or post on um, women who are experiencing hot flashes. Okay. And, um, you know, that's something that I struggle with. I want to give them some education around it. I would love to learn some. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to find out some information. So it gives you this list of things like maybe why hot flashes are happening. Um, and then maybe some solutions on how you can, um, you know, alleviate those symptoms. Okay. Now hot flashes are pretty common, right? Those are things that people, um, relate to. So it's not like you need to switch the language of the hot flash, but remember your caption, your copy has got to emulate a feeling, right? So maybe instead of you going, um, I struggle with hot flashes all the time. Here's five ways that you can, um, you can address that problem or something. Instead, what could you do instead is maybe you could share an example of a time that a hot flash like really ruined something for you. Maybe it was like, I'm thinking about this girl at church. We have this woman at church that literally carries around her own. It's about the size of my cell phone. It's like a portable fan. 
and she holds it in her it's so funny like she sits across from me and I, she laughs every time she'll just turn and look at me and like kind of smiling she literally holds the fan in her lap and she's like got air blowing in her face during the sermon y'all <laughs> And it's not a loud fan. Like, it's a pretty quiet fan. Like, it's a pretty cool deal or whatever. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, a story like that. Could you not tell a story that's relatable like that? And you're like, mm, got, found this little portable fan. Anybody else, like, need one of these? That's relatable. Okay? That's going to grab their attention. So maybe you could um, you could role play a little bit and, like, you know, you could video yourself doing that. Or you could just write the copy and tell the story. Um, but that's going to captivate your audience much more than just going, I struggle with hot flashes. Here's how it, um, how it can help or whatever. Is this making sense? Do you kind of see how you're taking, um, the, the information that you're sharing? And it's like, you are, um, you are, you're talking to a friend and you're not talking like the expert. Um, I'll give another specific example uh, today, actually. Um, so I work in telecommunications and um, today I, we I, we were editing an e-blast that we we're going to be sending out um, and it has to do with um, the streaming offers that we have. And um, the streaming offers, it's like um, with our with our streaming uh, option that we have with the company that I work with, um, they can actually bundle um, like the different streaming apps like Netflix. They can do like... Disney plus like any, any of those. Um, it's a, it's an option that we have. And so one of the, um, one of the talking points is that all of the, um, the apps can be in one place. They can manage it really, really well. Um, and what was happening is we were having a conversation today. This was today specific about the language. What we noticed is that when we were writing out this e-blast, we were using language that we understood in the industry, like app management, Normal people don't know what app management is, okay? But if I were to say having your apps all in one place or you won't have to forget or you won't have to manage um, 400 passwords, do you see how the language is different? It's more targeted towards like normal people, right? So let's get out of our head and stop thinking about like, you know, not necessarily just benefits of the product or benefits of the opportunity, but how can we break it down so that it speaks specifically um, to like you just having a conversation with your friend, which again, if I go back, I'm going to, y'all are going to hear me say this several times tonight, going back to that spreadsheet where you've written down all of their things. Um, I think that that's going to help you in terms of getting like that specific language out and knowing how, um, how you want um, to to talk to them and build those emotional connections and that sort of thing. Um, now, um, how often are you asking questions to your audience? Do you guys ask your audience questions? Now I'm not talking about like a call to action, okay? Um, I'm not talking about like um, like you share a relatable story and then you say like, do you relate? That's not what I'm asking. But like, are you asking your audience questions? And this might not necessarily be on your page. This could be in your DM. Are you asking them questions? If so, what sort of questions are you asking? So um, let's think about right now. Okay, what time of year is it? It is the new year, right? What are most people doing right now, this time of year? They've set New Year's resolutions, right? Or goals or intentions for the year. Some of them are, um, you know, Christmas is over and they're trying to break from their sugar addiction because they had too much fudge over Christmas, <laughs> you know? Like, 
think about it. Like, where are they right now in this very moment? Um, how are they, uh, how are they feeling? Okay. What are their struggles? Are you, whenever you're following up to your people? So, um, like specifically today, what I did, I have a collection on my Facebook. So most of you have this too. I've, I've, I've shared this strategy before, um, where you have like a, a collection on your phone of maybe Facebook posts or videos, um, where people have engaged with you, like maybe interested in ketones or interested in the business opportunity. Um, and so what that's, I use that as a form of follow-up. So what I'll do is I'll go to my saved folder. I'll pull up my people interested in ketones folder. And then what I'll do is I'll choose one of the posts that performed well. Okay. I got a few right here. So what I'll do is I'll click on them. I did this earlier today. I go to the comment section and every person who engaged on that post, I know at one time they were interested, right? And so like maybe some of them could be already customers. Some of them could have been drinking ketones in the past. Some of them maybe are just leads that um, we started a conversation. They either ghosted me, changed their mind. We never made it all the way through the script, whatever, right? But we do know that all of those people at some point were interested, right? And so whenever I go through and I'm clicking on their name one at a time, um, and then like, not Norma, Norma commented on that post. I didn't, I didn't message Norma. Okay. So like this woman, her name is Cynthia. I messaged her earlier today, again, thinking about how you can ask a question to get information. All right. Um, just checking in on you, my friend, how's your new year starting off? Are you still working on improving your health? I don't care where we were in the conversation. What's going to happen is it's going to show that person, number one, that I'm being a friend. I'm checking in on them, right? Because this post that I made was um, the day after Christmas. So almost a month ago, right? So I'm checking in on them. I'm following up to a conversation that we might have had a month ago, right? I'm asking them a question that's relevant to the time so that I can get more information. Now, does that necessarily mean that she's going to respond to me? Maybe not. That's okay. Um, I had one woman today. She said, I'm kind of at a standstill right now I do, about what I need to do. I'm sorry, but I think for now, I'm just going to stay where I am. She gave me some answers. She's at a standstill, okay? So now I need to think about that. I can maybe make a note to the side and go, what do you do whenever people are at a plateau? Or what do you do whenever people are uncertain um, about starting a health journey? You know, like those are some things to consider. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to like create content on it. Just write it down on a sticky note, right? So that you can come back to it later. Um, now, one thing I will say about this in this specific specific case, this is a lead. Um, I have not sold to her at all. What I did was I scrolled up just to look and see what our conversation looked like before. And whenever um, I followed up with her the first time after she commented, she actually told me about her husband. He was sick, that something was wrong. So we know that we serve more than we sell here. That's what we do, right? Most of us are here to show, I know the Lord, we want to We want to shine um, the light of Jesus. So I, I went to her and I was like, so is your hubby doing okay? Completely changed the subject, went back to like something that's actually going to connect with her. And she responded to me, he's better. Thank you for asking. You're so sweet. I don't have to bug her about it, but now she knows that I genuinely do care and I'm not just focused on a sale, right? I've learned some information that I can use to help me serve better. And I've also been a human, right? So that's what serving looks like. That's how being relatable, that's what's going to build that, hey, this person might not be ready today, however, and they might not ever buy. However, when they talk to someone else who is ready, they're going to refer them to you. 
Does that make sense? Okay, so building those connections, I think, are um, are super important. Um, one, there was another um, uh, another trick that I learned um, recently. I think it was yesterday, maybe. Um, uh, there is a uh, website. I guess I don't know. It's called Google Trend. Okay, just Google Trend it. I don't know. Um, I'll see if I can find the link and I'll share the link to you. I'm sure if you Googled it, you could find it. <laughs> but Google Trend, actually, what you can do is thinking about your brand. Okay, um, this is going to help you to find relatable content, things that you can share with your audience. Okay, again, from that storytelling perspective, um, whenever you are, uh, whenever you go to this website, um, I'm going to pull out my list so I can show you what I share what I found um, with you all. Whenever you go to this, so burnout is like a part of mine. Um, fat loss is a part of mine. Um, I say my brand or whatever. Um, so I just typed in those two words like one at a time. So I did, um, let's do burnout. Um, so, and I, I literally, yeah, I wrote it on sticky notes. See two different sticky notes so that I could use it for creating content later. Again, this is going to help me to, um, to show up in a way that my audience, like what they're specifically, specifically looking for. Um, so some of the, the top, um, things that are being searched right now, general journal teachers. I thought that was so interesting to me. Um, teacher burnout statistics, um, signs of burnout and burnout takedown. So I wrote those things down in hopes that I'll be able to create some content later around those specific topics. Um, I also did it with fat loss. Um, and what I found was nutrition label. I was like, oh my gosh, I could do a teaching post on that one. That would be easy. Um, snacks, uh, simple. Um, ketosis. I was like, oh yeah, I, we got that one. Um, treadmill setting um, for fat loss and then macros for fat loss. That literally gave me one, two, three, four, five different posting ideas that I can use. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to use all five in one week, um, but I can use them on the days that I know I want to educate um, rather than sell, right? To build um, my brand. Um, another couple of ideas that I know we've talked about in the past, answer the public is one where you can put in those topics and it will spit out some ideas for you. And then another one is, of course, whenever you actually go to Google and you search a, a topic and then you scroll down to the section that says people also ask. And then if you tap on the three dots that's there, it will expand and collapse um, the more and more questions that people have searched on Google. Um, and that will help you as well. So really kind of focusing on, again, back to the point of like, how can you give people what it is that they're already looking for, right? Through um, through telling a story. Um, so again, just ask your people questions, um, but then you can also use that as an opportunity. Um, and of course, whenever you are, um, I know last week we touched on this a little bit whenever you're creating like behind the scenes reels and stuff, um, just do, just, you know, show your, your life, show you as a real human being. Um, you know, I want to tell you that if you feel like you're not posting content, I think Jenny Elizabeth made a post about this um, recently. If you're, if you're afraid to post content because you're afraid that it's not edited perfectly or um, you're feeling like it's not worth it or whatever, then you're overthinking it, okay? Just post it anyway. Stop worrying about editing it. Just post it. Okay. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're stressing out about, um, the, the hook that's there, 
you can, first of all, that's the point of this team. Okay. You can ask for help and we'll help you out with that sort of stuff. But, um, I think that we're getting stuck in the weeds of thinking that, oh, we've seen all these other social media influencers that are amazing at their craft and their editing is amazing or their house is beautiful. And that we have to show up like that in order to, to build an audience. And the reality is that's not true at all. I mean, I gave you all the specific example last week of Rachel Peterson and how, you know, she, not Rachel Peterson, um, well, she does this too, but the other girl, the beauty influencer, um, that has showed her fluff and her mom belly and her little pooch. And it just, it builds this like level of like respect that, Hey, she's a lot like I am. And, you know, I want to connect with someone that's going to show me, um, you know, just there behind the scenes, just really real authentic, um, you, right. Um, and I think that a great place to start when it comes to that is, um, is your, your stories. Okay. Um, now I want to show you a couple of examples, um, and, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen, I think. Um, let's see. So that we can kind of look at considering everything that we've talked about. Um, like I want to talk about, um, you know, some of the messaging that we see through their, their page. Okay. Why is this right here? I know y'all can't see that, but like there's a menu smack dab in the middle of my screen. Weird. Okay. Seriously, come on. Instagram, why you gotta be so rude? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. Um, after you confirm, why is feedback required? Seriously, I'm about to. Um, here was what we're gonna do. Okay, we are going to. Um, I'm just gonna share from my phone screen. Sound good? for some reason that's not working all right let's mirror can someone unmute in a second and tell me if you see my um can you see my screen anybody lessons that you could anybody can y'all see my screen Hello. What happened? Can y'all hear me? We see an Instagram screen. But you did see it. You did see me mirroring my screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, not it's right just, the second because I stopped. No, it, it didn't change. It was on the Instagram login screen. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let's stop the share. Let's uh, share again share what about now yes I do you see it, it? Mm -hmm. okay awesome all right so let me pull up my notes real quick all right so all right here is an example of someone that i feel like is really really strong um in not only their copy but also their branding um, and you know, it's, it's really, really good for you guys to follow. I know I've said this before, but 
find people that relate to the content that you like to share to follow so that you can get inspiration from them. Okay. That's not to say that you want to duplicate what they do, but like, at least you can learn some um, and you kind of see how people are interacting and how they're engaging and go, Ooh, if they can do that, then I can do that. Um, so this particular woman, she actually is in network marketing. Um, she uh, works with body, which is formerly beach body. Um, and uh, so what I want you to do is first of all, look at her, her bio. Okay. Um, she says, coach, homeschooling six kids and raising tons of cows on our Idaho farm, helping moms realize these are the good old days. Enjoy your beef. And of course, she's got her husband's um, uh, like their family business um, tag there and then her links. Okay. Now, one thing I'll notice about her, her bio is that it tells who she's serving. Okay. And then I learn a lot about her, her brand or her niche um, specifically in her, in her bio. So I kind of want you to take a look at that. I'm going to share you a resource um, in our chat later. That's going to help you to hone in on your bio if you need to. Um, but what I want to do is kind of look at just the overall look of her, her page. Do you guys see like, it's not very um, like, she doesn't have like graphics or she doesn't have like a rhyme or a reason to like the aesthetic of her feed. That's because that does not matter, okay? So don't stress out about like, oh, I need to use this filter or, oh, I need to have, you know, that's not really matter. Like the colors, all that sort of stuff, none of that really makes a difference, okay? But what does matter is that you are, again, teaching, being relatable. Um, now, this is a specific example that I wanna share with you. See her on the screen, it said like point of view, three months postpartum, seven months postpartum. Okay, that's three months. Look at there. Is that relatable or what? Okay. So she's kind of showing like the behind the scenes of like, hey, this is what it looks like to have, um, you know, a baby. People relate to that. And then if you go in and you actually read the copy of her, um, of her photo, you'll notice that she um, tells a story. I was sick of starting my journey and falling off the wagon. So I decided to make showing up myself and helping others my actual job. Not everyone needs the extra skin in the game, but I sure did. So what she's saying there is that, listen, in order for me to stick to it, I needed to hold myself accountable by making this a job. So that's what I did. It's likely that there are people in her audience that are going to relate to that and they're going to engage. In fact, if we go to our comments, um, she's got one person who um, who basically said that they were interested um, in the thing. So that's part of her storytelling. If you look here, real life. Okay, you see her kids. I'm not going to go through every single post, but what you're going to see is consistency in her children, in her sharing the business opportunity, in her farm, and like the way that they live. That's an ad. So that when people come to her page, they're going to know what she's about. She's definitely about family. Okay, so if you're about family, you're going to want to follow her. Um, she's definitely about, um, you know, making opportunities for her, for her kids, because again, she's a big part of family. So do you guys kind of see like, that's going to show. And if you were to read her captions, you'll see, um, like some more, um, you know, her storytelling where she really gets behind the scenes. Here's where she's having the baby. Um, then shows her progress. All right. So there's one example. Let me show you another one. Um, this particular one that I want to go through, um, again, you can look at her bio and kind of see sort of what she's about. Um, <clears throat> she works with another network marketing company. I think she works with It Works, maybe. 
Um, I'm not sure. Um, but again, you can see that her aesthetic, there's no real like rhyme or reason. Okay. Cause that really does not matter. Now, something that you'll see whenever you look at her page, you can already like, just by scrolling through her photos, you can kind of see, sort of see what she's about. She just looks like a normal mom who is proud of her kids. And maybe she's gone through some transformation because I see some before and betters um, on her page. So that kind of builds some curiosity. Whenever I go down here and actually see like this, this one of her, like the hair, that gets me a little curious and makes me wonder what that's about. But let's go up here and um, let's look and see uh, where we can kind of look at her copy and see how she's doing at storytelling and maybe identifying her brand. I listened to a podcast early this morning and they said something that I think you may need to hear because I know I did. Most people know what they don't want more than what they do want. And in turn, that means they end up attracting more of what they don't get because where your money focus, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Now y'all, we've heard that before, haven't we? See how she took a quote that she heard from a podcast and she like put a little bit of behind the scenes and said like, listen, I listened to this this morning and I needed it. So I know someone else needs it. Here you go. And then she gives a little more. <clears throat> this is your Tuesday wake up call. Be careful what you give energy to. That means mental space as well. We can't deny the facts, even if we don't like them. Likely it's that podcast probably stepped on her toes a little bit. There's her kid. And she's going to go through and talk about her daughter. Two big announcements and then something about her daughter. Okay. There's another example. Okay, now let's go to, let's do this one. Is this helpful? I don't know um, if this is helpful by just taking a look at like how people are sharing sharing um, the different parts of their life. Um, so if I were to look at this one again, um, her aesthetic really is, I mean, it's just because she's pretty much in the same, like in her house all the time. So that's kind of the aesthetic. There's no real, again, rhyme or reason there. Um, you don't see like a whole bunch of like stuff to kind of indicate like what it is. But I do notice whenever I go through her page that it just looks like real life mom stuff, right? So if you're a, like, I'm thinking someone who's a mom of a newborn um, or baby, you might be attracted to this page. Now, if I were to click on any of her content, what I'll notice is that there's no like really thought gone into. She's just sharing behind her life. In fact, the heading says daily outing with, I missed it, but daily outing with a newborn. And then um, she actually narrates her day and like what she was doing um, with her kid, going out at bedtime with a newborn and a toddler. It doesn't sound very exciting, but she's asking questions to her audience. And look at the engagement that she's got. 41 comments just by asking a question about something that she's just living in her normal everyday, um, her everyday life. Oh my gosh, that went by so quickly. Did you enjoy today's episode of The Kristen Morris Show? If so, please do me a favor and leave a review on the platform you're listening to and share this episode with a friend. Better yet, let's connect. Find me on any social media platform and tag me in your stories with your favorite takeaways. And until next time, lead by example and inspire others to do the same.